Let's talk. I think this. Let's talk. Welcome to the world of this King CJ Music Podcast, where we break down music, talk about music, and just enjoy music for what it is. Um, and so in this episode, we're really going to talk about McMillan Rush Ross's new album, which is too good to be true. Now, I do want to preface this by saying I was not aware this album was going to drop. And, and and I'll talk about that because I am waiting and I wonder if this is why 2 Chains and Lil Wayne push your album back because originally it was supposed to come on the 10th, but it's now the 17th. So I'm I'm wondering, right? I'm wondering if they pushed their album back because of this. Um, and if this is, and this is the reason they pushed it back, I am extremely happy. Um, but I also have to be honestly aware that I, I was not aware that this album was dropping. Um, so when this collaboration album dropped, and I said November's collaboration month, it'll be nice if we have a collaboration drop from a lot of different artists. And so, <laughs> it comes to my surprise when this album drops out of nowhere, and I kept wondering why Rick Ross and McMill were doing interviews. So when they when I realized they were doing interviews, I said, so either an album is dropping soon, or this is a build-up to an album that's dropping in December. And, and truthfully, I wasn't aware by any means of when this album was coming out. I wasn't sure what the title was. Um, and so when I seen Too Good To Be True came out Friday, I was worried. I, I, I was worried, and I think that's... I was worried because <laughs> Maybach Music Group. I I adore these. I adore that group because they had such of an impact in the, in the early two thousands. So I adore the group. I adore the idea that when you hear Maybach Music, you know you hear that classic. You're like, okay, this is gonna be a classic, and to some extent, and this is where. I worried. I think Shaq and Kobe made me extremely worried about what to expect from this album. But I think, I think there's a, two reasons why. I think the first reason, and let me uh, point my put my biases up front, so we can have the, a, truth, a truthful discussion. Um, the first bias that I have about when I heard uh, Shaq and Kobe, I thought there was gonna be a collaboration album because it just seems like November's a collaboration album. Um, and to some extent, I, I don't know, I thought it was going to be one of these albums where people are just going to be like, hey, this is going to be a, 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 a EP piece. And it wasn't, I think. But my bias is up front. My first bias is up front. Is Rick Ross, especially when he picks beats um, for his albums, they are... They're amazing when he picks beats for albums. Uh, for example, The Port of Miami. The sample that he does for Dr. The Dr. Dre and Snoopy uh, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, which is a sample on here that I think is great. Right, like I think that's great. I think that's a great reference in here. I think I think though we have this conversation, and I'm like, so Rick Ross is great when it comes to beat selection for albums. They sound rich. They they make somebody want to listen. However, on the other hand, we have McMill, which. We, I had this idea that they're a dangerous uh, duo, right? They're a dangerous duo because Mill can rap. I mean, Mill can rap. So, but when he raps, he 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 has to want to rap hard. He he has to want You have to want to push him to that level. And it's always been this idea to me that Rick Ross is always trying to make Mill push to actually be a rapper. And so, these first couple songs from this album. 
I was worried. I was worried on if he could, and because they were having a dispute. So I was worried exactly who was going to outdo the other. And and, and I have to be completely transparent. When I heard um, Daughter Hell, Star Island, Shaq, and Kobe, I said, there's no way. There's no way that Meek Mill's gonna let Rip Ross carry him throughout this album. And surprisingly, he didn't. I think, to me, I think we get out the 800. I think we get out the 800. And it's it's great. You hear that dynamic duo. But Star Island, to me, is, is it's, a, it's a highlight to this album. But also because Star Island represents so much, right? But it's, it's, you can hear that competitiveness in Meek Mill and Ross going at it from bar to bar, and it's, it's clever, it's nice, it's unique with a, 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 I can't, it's a good beat, however, there's this, uh, (laughs) Dead Last is a song to me, which I think came around perfectly, I think this was made, um, with the greatest idea of making one of the best, like, iconic songs on this album stand out, right, because, Fabulous. If if you ask me who's a better who has a better verse on this song, without a doubt, I think it's Fabulous. I think Fabulous, and I don't know. See, I was curious. I said, so if this is an MMG album, who's gonna be on it? We got that Dre, we got Rick Ross, we got Mill. And when I saw Fabulous on it, I said, wait, is Fabulous on this? Because if Fabulous is on this, I'm not sure how this is gonna go. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure how this is going to. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I'm not, I, like, I, I'm not sure how this is going to go. And then when I heard Fabulous on the track, I said, oh, this is going to be one of the most iconic songs on this album because Fabulous is going to try to carry McNeil and Rick Ross. And which to some extent, he doesn't carry them, but he does make them fight for their, like, position on the verse. And so... You can tell throughout this whole album that it's truly based on uh, respect and a brother kind of love throughout this whole album. And to some extent, I think that's one of the best albums to make, right? And so at the end of November or, you know, December, I'm waiting to do like a heavy review because I think a heavy review would be great. But for a first contender of a joint album... Cause they don't really love you to me is one of the is, is one of the letdowns of this album. It's not because I don't like I don't favor this song. I don't by any means favor. They don't. I don't. I don't really. I don't. I don't favor that song. I think I don't favor that song the way in which I should. I think this song is great, but when you get to it and like track six, you're like this song could have been better. Right, this song could have been better. It is, it's a seventeen. This album is, uh, to be true, 
Too Good to Be True is a 17 song album, album, right? And it's by some means, it's not, um, it's great, it's good, it sounds, I, the, it, it passes the beat test, right? Where you play certain beats. See what the lyric is for each beat, and then you play it back, which is a method I've, I've used sometimes, especially to listen to albums that I think will be harsh. Uh, but so the vocal sounds on "Above the Law" is is something that I, especially with Miss Taylor's um, vocals, and it, I, I'm assuming it was produced by DJ Khaled because I didn't hear another one. I didn't hear. I didn't hear him rap, and if he was rapping on the edge. I didn't hear it. Right? If he was rapping, I didn't hear it. And so you have this competition to me because I was like, who is it? Is it going to be Void? Is it going to be Miss Taylor? Is it going to be Wale? Who's going to have the most, or is it Jeremiah? Who's going to have the best vocal range for this album? Right? And then we break it down, and I'm like, I think. Je- hmm. Jeremiah did his thing. I think without a doubt, to say Jeremiah is not the third best vocal on this album, singing-wise, I think you you kind of overlook a lot of things. But Miss Taylor's, like, the vocal range she can carry herself and carry that tune in, I think made Above the Law very special, right? I think that's, it's hard to take away and go, oh, this song isn't special because Miss Taylor didn't do a thing. Miss Taylor did a thing. I'm sorry. Um... She did better than Wale, and I think that's that's a sad thing to me because I think if you have put if you put Wale, McMill, and Rick Ross on a song, I would say you couldn't fail. But I I think this song does fall a little flat though. It's not Wale's best verse. Um, McMill and Rick Ross don't really have this battle of verses, which I do like. I think it's not. It's not the best. Um, lyrical rap might save this. It, it might save it. I think that's where I'm at. Because while you can argue that Rick Ross and Amy Mill are Shaq and Kobe of MMG, I think we, I don't know, like to say that they're the Kobe and Shaq of the rap industry is weird to me. I think you have other duos that I think do a, do it a lot better, right? Um, I think there are duos that do that uh, that do the duo things a little bit better. And the song itself is okay. I don't think we needed a remix on this album. I think this album would have been great. I think this album could have been a possible ten, right? If the beat, if the I think if they had fought this out for this album all the way through, I think this could have been one of the best collect one of the best collab albums I've seen, right? And it's, it's, it's weird because I was trying to figure out who was going to have the best collab album. And so getting this, I think it was, I think it's clear. I think the dream carries Wale, but I would like to, I would love to hear more Wale on that song, right? So it's, I'm very skeptical. Iconic is okay. But it's not like the Runaway album, as in Star Island and Star Island. Um, as I said, it could be New, uh, New Hampshire. It could be in Miami, right? Like it, because he says I'm leaving Star Island, which I think is a clever words on play. I'm leaving Star Island. Um, 
But I don't know. I think genuinely, I think Pillow Talk. I think Pillow Talk was short. Billionaire Flow. French Montana. Not a huge fan of French Montana. So putting them on a song was uh, was a risk, I think, of trying to figure out where does French Montana fit in the song. And I don't necessarily know that. I don't know. Like, I think more. I think more should have been added to this. I think when you are MMM. Uh, Maybach Music Group promotion would be your number one key and I think you listen to a few interviews and they're calling people back and I don't know like the material and I don't I don't hate to say it that way but I think the material at a certain point of this album I'm gonna say personally for me right for me I would definitely say listen to this album I think this album might be one of the best collaborations I've heard this year Right, however, the bars for me, right, the bars for me, the bars for me, you get kind of, like, tired of these bars around Grand Lose, and Grand Lose is an, oh, Grand Lose is a great song, I don't think it's, I think it's not heavy, right, but it's, because I like Above the Law, like, Grand Loose is, I think it's Grand Loose, and then it's Above the Law. And Above the Law is great. But then when you get to fine, you get to fine, you kind of, like, lose momentum. Because Iconic, because Iconic does come kind of bring it back. But I think, I think if you want to, re, if, if they redo this album, and if they do a deluxe, I think a deluxe might be great. But a deluxe would have to feature people that are outside of MMG, which... That'd be like a J. Cole getting into a collab. You know, that'd be uh, somewhere that we would expect a Kendrick of Black Thought. You know, somebody that we, <laughs> we want to see, see who, how y'all handle yourselves, challenge challenge ourselves. Um, that is for Meek Mill, and that is also for Rick Ross. I think you are great, talented, and you bring, like, the same subject material. But I think, you know, <laughs> the, the gun bars, I think I do like them. The... Um, and that's not me promoting violence. I think, you know, clever wordplay, um, I, I like the, the kind of like, uh, rich flex kind of, uh, vibes where we're trying to flaunt that we have money. Star Island, I think Star Island, to me, Star Island's the best song, but I think Star Island's, I think, I think that, I think the Star Island, I think the net worth of, People that live on Star Island, right? I think the network is. I think what is it? Forty million dollars? I think so. I get it, right? It's 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 expensive. Like it's not. And I'm granted, it's not like uh. Is it, is it billionaire bunker? I think yeah. It's not like building that bunker, but it is, it's expensive to live there. So, for him to say, we're leaving Star Island, I think that's, I don't know, I think that's interesting, right? But I also think these lyrical bars where he says, I got the black, where Mink Mill says I have the black card, it's, it's challenging, right? Because black cards are, like, the, the album itself is not a bad album. I think some of these bars, halfway through, like, when you get to, like, Iconic, this other album just kind of closes itself out, right? It kind of closes itself out because Millionaire Row 
a millionaire row is not bad. You know, you hear a few disses from fifty, uh, a few shots. I think at fifty seven, right? But it's not like a bad album. But at the same time, I think that to end it with falling in love, uh, falling in love with money, with, uh, in love with the money with future is. <laughs> It's predictable. I think if you have future and you name the song and and you listen to the song, it's about in the love with the money. I think that's just predictable. And I think it does bring this album to a cool conclusion. But then you pick it back up with the sh- uh, Shanko with the remix, and I, I I don't like the remix as much as the original, and I'm not entirely sure why. I think I think the remix is the extended version. If it's the extended version, that's fine, and I'll re-listen to it. But I think. I'm three listens in, and personally, I think that this song has a good. It's good. It's definitely a classic. I don't know. It's weird. It's not a classic album, but it, it's it brings classic material that we don't normally hear from Rick Ross and classic material we don't hear from McMill. So they're challenging each other through these songs, and I think that's fine. I think. Oh, I think it's going to be questionable who carried the longest verse and who carried the best about the song. I think that'll be a discussion that we'll, we're going to have to have weeks after this album releases. So, in like in January, if we're having this conversation of who had the better verse, well, we talk about who had the best collab album, that'll be like in January, right? But it's it's definitely a it's definitely a catcher album. Like, I will not argue and say that this is a. I will argue that this isn't a mid uh a. a, a I won't. I will argue that it's not a bad album, but it's not like the greatest. I'll say that it's um, and it and it brings a kind of style back that I haven't seen in a while, so that's always good. However, this this album, and I don't know. Um, I don't necessarily know how this is going to view in the eyes of others, uh, but this album does have a more of a, um, it has like a views kind of feel to it. It has a kind of feeling to it in which we haven't heard Rick Ross or McMill this hunger in years, right? So it's to know, to know that we got this collaboration album and people are saying that he collaborated with McMill because he needed the money. I'm not entirely sure, right? I, I'm not entirely sure at all, and I think this is. I don't know. I think the I think this this is close. This to me is closer to uh, Hood Billionaire, right? But as far as a collab album, this is not a bad collab album by any means. I think this does bring us back to like a 2015. Who's the most competitive artist? But I'm not entirely sure. Like it's a, good, I don't know. Like it's a good album. It, it'll never be. It'll never be Rick Ross's Black Dollar. It'll never be. Rather than me, it'll ne- like it'll be good. It just won't. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's good enough. To say that it's gonna be considered a classic. A classic duo album, and when we talk about classic duo albums, I think overall, I think. Well, let me get. Let me let me break this back down. So my favorite songs on this album are Dead Last, Iconic. Yeah, so it's Star Island, it's Iconic, it's 800 Carats, it's Dead Last, 
and above the law. I think those are my favorite so far. Um, but those could always change. I think if we're gonna make another, if if you're gonna make another collab album, I would say, um, I think the beat. I don't know. I think the beats are a good pick. I think this album overall is like a. Uh, we'll go at eight out of ten. It's an eight out of ten. It's a good album. It's good. It's a. It's a. It's a solid album. It's a solid album from. It's a solid album from start to finish. There are a few skips in this album that I do think are great. Now to compare this to a album of a collaboration of two people collaborating, a collaboration album. I would have to say. I would have to say, and this this is me being. Mm, this is an unpopular opinion. Um, I would compare this to. Um, I don't know. I would compare this better than Drake and Twenty One Savage, but I would compare this to a, like a Drake in the Future, and the scholarship. Uh, well, it was scholarship was on the album. Um, scholarship was on the album. Scholarship was on the album. I mean, the album was. Oh, what a time to be alive! It reminds me of what it, to what to be alive, and not necessarily. A, it's better than Dragon Ones. I, I will admit that openly. It's one of the. It's so far, it is one of the best albums for a collaboration I've heard in a while. However, will that stand when Little Wayne and Two Chains uh, drops seventeenth? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. It's. This is it's good, but I, I don't. I didn't have high hopes for this. I think I had hopes, and they met the hopes that I thought they were gonna meet. Um, but I, I don't know if this beat the hopes that I thought it had. It's, it's a solid piece of work. It's a solid album. It's an album that seems very iconic at an early, two, two thousand fifteen. So, it's it's a decent album. I, I just don't know. If it's gonna, it, it has some replay value, but the gun-related bars and the hit on top of your head and I make more money. It's it's not it's not a huge Rick Ross like album, you know. It's a collaboration album, so I I don't you know we don't hear a lot of we don't hear a lot of uh, we don't hear a lot of like hey notions of this notions of we don't hear a lot of that. So it's interesting. You know, we don't hear a lot of homage from McMill. We don't hear a lot of homage from Rick Ross. This is my just been a, uh, who can rap the best, and I think we got that so far. So I think overall, it's an eight out of ten for me.